Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter Show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> this week on the Ned Natter Show from Florida, we're still having drama with that ugly cougar Botox combination. Yeah, what is that? We have a highly unexpected visitor. I take a look at the upward trend of inflation and the downward trend of website challenges, along with a couple of other digital enigmas. Yep. Either way, you're going to love me always packed show, more so when we take a look at the other crazy regular features from around the world too. To Medicine Farm, or what's now loosely referred to as Ned Nats Florida Island, I've been suffering from having to visit a couple of those websites where they challenge you with a childish quiz to decide if you are human or not. <laughs> oh dear, yep. The first one I saw involved choosing a dog, yeah, a dog from a selection of four, yep. Uh, you had to pick out the one that was standing upright, so I did it okay, of course, and then it asked me another four times to solve even more of their childish dog puzzles. I want to know who has time for all this, you know. <laughs> After all, it's stuff for a seven-year-old for sure. <laughs> so get this, that same child has to leap through a bunch of puzzles to get into a boring business-related social media website. Yeah, But doesn't face a single obstacle when entering the highly unsuitable pornographic version. Yeah. <laughs> We sure live in a confusing world, don't we? Yeah. Mm. Well, maybe there's just a message hidden in there somewhere about the dangers of social media for kids. Well, and adults too, I guess. Added to that, the other site I visited a few days back had about 10 gates. Yep, <coughs> worse than Alcatraz it was, and you had to spin this thing and decide when one of the parts was the right way up. <laughs> They're like tiny little shapes you can hardly see inside a circle. A spinning wheel with no prize. Yeah. <laughs> like some kind of ridiculous version of a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. It asked me to do this ten times just to confirm my old email address. You know, I decided I wasn't in some brainwashing centre and decided I really didn't need to log into this site ever again and I gave up immediately. Yeah. <laughs> if there are people out there with too much time on their hands, it must be the childish treat of the year. Add to that drama, they said the website I was visiting needed cookies to operate correctly and me computer was blocking them. <laughs> of course, cookies are a favourite subject here on the farm. Yep, the sugary rather than digital kind that is, yep. <laughs> Especially with the monstrous mother-in-law or MIL, yep. That's movie actress Satana Troglodyte, you know, she's still in me farmhouse. Added to that, the boy Felsey. No buddy beyond it. That's beyond it. Brandisha Washington or BBW to her friends are making me farmhouse feel like an overheated radiator. Yep, it's boiling over with problems for sure. Well, possibly running dry too. Yeah, by now. This week, 
it's been that old adage. Two's company, three's a crowd, yep. They've been arguing continually about anything and everything. I suppose, though, you know, I'm partly to blame this time. Well, <laughs> for two reasons, really. I bought Elsie a small microwave to replace the one that died last week. In fact, it was the smallest I could find on the shelf. You know, the student dorm kind, hardly designed for her appetite. <laughs> anyway, this means they have to wait for the most important thing in their lives. That's right. Only cooks one meal at a time. <laughs> Add to that, I succeed in upsetting the balance of the second most important thing in the living room. Yep, I had the TV remote control. <laughs> so it's an argument about who gets up to switch channels and who gets fed first. <laughs> well, <laughs> there is one thing, it's about as much exercise as they're likely to get right now anyway. <laughs> But that's not the half of it. See, away from the trouble with creature comforts, Beyond It and the wife have decided to take the plunge. Oh, and before you shout tsunami, oh no. I'm talking about their latest obsession. Yep, yep, that's right, Botox. Mm, they've been online and on the phone, arranging for a house calling Botox specialist to visit me farm and get to work on their faces. Yeah, big job, I can tell you. <laughs> All I can say is, oh dear, yep, oh dear, yep. Still, I'm keeping me fingers tightly crossed. Yeah, that's right. I'm still opening for that too much in the wrong place syndrome. Hmm. As with any luck, they'll be quieter for months afterwards. <laughs> Add to that, they return to the cougar conversation of last week too. And beyond it has already posted details on a cougar dating website. Yep. Elsie used her phone and these things called fil filters to literally transform her body into something else entirely. Or well, in the photos, anyway. <laughs> That's right, in advance of the injections to the face routine. Yeah. In fact, her face looks so smoothed out in the photos, she looks like a weird, plump Barbie doll. <laughs> but they stop short of showing anything below her neck. Well, of course, that makes sense, doesn't it? And, you know, folks on dating sites are used to inaccurate descriptions and photos. Yeah. Added to that, the size issue is exactly that big lie in it. You know, the women lie about pounds <laughs> and the men lie about inches. Yeah. It's not like buying a car with a warranty or even an employed warranty, is it? Oh, no, it's what they call caveat emptor in Latin. Yeah, sure sounds superior to the truth, doesn't it? That's right. Buyer beware. <laughs> Whilst on the subject of complete disasters, there was only one newcomer to me farm artist retreat this week. Oh, as I mentioned before, <laughs> more like me artist rehab. <laughs> Camper artist retreat manager Quinton's eager to get more like-minded folks on me farm this year, but unfortunately he's preoccupied with his own personal problems right now. Yeah, one of our first retreaters, that's old Norman Quinton's angry young man. Vanished to South America with Quagulate. Yep, yeah, that was Quinton's happy-go-lucky guitar-plucking partner. <laughs> Quagulate deliberately left his cell phone behind, but only yesterday Quinton got a call from Brazil. Mm, oh dear, well, Quagulate and Norman are not returning anytime soon. Add to that, Quagulate's quite happy plucking elsewhere for a change. <laughs> Add to that, Quinton's trying to handle our latest recruits this week. One from Mexico, yeah. He's supposed to be a painter, you know, houses, I reckon. <laughs> There's something just not quite right about him. Quinton says he's a nice guy, but I get the impression that he's on the run 
and he's using me retreat as an hideout. Yep. Still, Quentin's not focused and still fuming whilst trying to settle in Janice. Yep, another lonely heart divorcee who's uh, decided to bury her head in artistic endeavours like Wilmer, our sculptor, did. <laughs> See, Janice showed up last week and is hoping to be successful like Wilma in starting a new life at the now, what she calls, supposedly magical two-medicine farm. Yeah, it might be a place for a great love match, but I don't want to think about the current possibilities around here. (laughs) Janice is an abstract painter and she paints what she sees with her mind and not her eyes. Yeah, all in super fast drawing acrylics, yep. This week, she asked Quinton to sit for her. (laughs) It wasn't very flattering, and Quinton's vain most days. Well, every day, actually. Personally, I think she was spot on, though. Yeah, why? Why? Because she was, you know, really capturing the essence of me, former farmhand and retreat manager in the painting. Yeah, she actually painted the inside of his head, she reckoned. Yeah, the painting is appropriately titled Turmoil. (laughs) Yeah, there was plenty of green... That's the right colour of envy, in it? And he's decidedly in turmoil right now. <laughs> and then I even caught him looking at cheap flights to Brazil this morning. I wonder if after a cheap flight, it'll be a cheaper fight with Quaglet and Norman. All I can say is a plucking, twangy and attitude punch-up. Oh. <laughs> Whilst on the subject of our formerly unhappy retreater and divorce sculptor Wilma, she's still on vacation with Luigi Spaghettori and me Ferrari-obsessed tractor mechanic. Yep. The Ferrari disappeared down the freeway heading south for the Keys last week and we haven't seen him since. In the old days, though, you know, I'd have expected a postcard at least. Yep, well, you know, wish you were here. <laughs> but on the other hand, I don't need to be there to know or see what's going on, do I? <laughs> I already a pretty good idea without visiting the Keys myself. <laughs> My other additions to our artist retreat, the Snowbird variety from Boston. Yep, the mystics Sybil and Rune. You know, they're dabbling a bit of modern-day occult and sorcery. Right here on the farm too, yeah, just about everywhere I turn, there's either a pentagram or some other kind of witchy ornament strung up in the trees, me barn, and now even amongst me cabbages. (laughs) Add to that, me farman ding-dang is terrified of anything he don't understand yeah the upside is he hasn't been loafing in the barn for days yeah so that's definitely one advantage of me mystic visitors <laughs> yeah, i've tried everything to get him outside working and they've succeeded with a couple of simple symbols eh yeah well simple things seem to bother the equally simple beliefs of ding dang <laughs> this is ned natter here with the ned natter radio show i'm here every wednesday but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com by the way, and away from those aforementioned empty beer cans strewn around my barn, <laughs> I read this really interesting article a few days ago about how our Swedish cities trained crows to pick up cigarette butts. That's right, crows. They get a little bit of food every time they drop a butt in a specially designed machine. Hmm. Apparently countless millions of cigarette butts are dropped on Swedish streets in just one year. And it makes up a big chunk of the rubbish, yeah. And the super intelligent crow was chosen to help clean up this problem. Apparently, they have superb reasoning skills and are obviously clever enough to know they're getting rewarded for all their efforts. Hmm. Which I have to admit is quite funny when the human volunteers, you know, working on similar issues, get nothing. <laughs> Aside from a pat on the head and a hearty well done. <laughs> 
That, of course, brings me to another wise old crow. This one produces endless cigarette butts but never picks them up. That's right, she's me antique. 95-year-old mother, old nan. <laughs> you know, she's getting so old now that we're seeing a few archaeologists sniffing around her. <laughs> oh, well, rather than me. You know, if they like, uh, you know, Faustio relics, they're definitely in the right place. <laughs> On the other hand, or should I, should I say, as the crow flies, Nan's best gambling drinking buddy, that's Toshiko Zuki. Yep, she's me lawyer brother and black sheep of the family, Nelson Natter's wife, Beverly Hills sex therapist Heiner's now 103-year-old grandmother. Yep, another long-lasting specimen here. Only she smokes the old Cuban cigar and keeps things neat and tidy. This week, though, you know, we had a surprise visitor, and that's right, me untidy lawyer brother, Nelson Natter, showed. <laughs> he was on business in Orlando and decided to head up to visit us at Two Medicine Farm. Apparently, Nelson was already meeting with a client of his. Yeah, this one is you know, the one who told him to invest in cryptocurrency and make a fortune. Oh, dear, he lost half his money. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and that's just in one week. Well... When I questioned him about it, the thing I asked was that my usual bank doesn't have an account for crypto. You know, they take dollars, cents, and even, you know, foreign currency, you know. But not this. He told me not to worry as he has a wallet. Oh, well, I said, you know, is, is that how you lost your money? You know, you mislaid your wallet, Nelly. <laughs> I was calling him Nelly, not Nelson, only because it annoys him. <laughs> anyway, he says, no. Nope, so naturally asked him to show me his wallet full of cryptocurrency as I'd never seen one before. But no, it's a digital wallet. Oh dear, all I could see was trouble right there. Maybe someone deleted his file or even photoshopped in the money that they'd stolen so it wouldn't be noticed. <laughs> oh dear, I don't know. Add to that, Nelson rented a car in Orlando, a Kia, yep, and he's not at all happy with it. You know, it's a bit of a drag, or should I say a drop, after his brand new ego-boosting Porsche. Then once he got here, there's no room on the farm for him, even though Quinton kindly offered to let him share his tin can trailer for the week. <laughs> anyway, Nelson decided against that idea and had to stay in the only hotel locally. Yep, it's an impressive one-star place. Well... Let me put it this way. It's one star above a bunch of dubious weekly stay welfare motels, that is, yeah. <laughs> I know he didn't want the visit to begin with, but Toshiko's not impressed by him anyway. An old nan could do without him. <laughs> <laughs> However, it was Heiner, his rather dominant missus, yeah. She insisted he check in on Grandma Toshiko whilst he was in Florida. He gave me the impression that if he'd refused her, it wouldn't have resulted in something other than a good hard spanking <laughs> when he returned to Beverly Hills. <laughs> oh dear. I'm sure it's not his first. <laughs> nothing worse than a submissive lawyer, is there? Of course, for Toshiko and Nan, there's nothing better. You know, I mean, they, they wanted five-star dining in Orlando and then an 80-mile trip to Tampa from there for a little gambling, mm, with Nelson putting up the cash too. <laughs> Add to that old Nan's evil spell on our short-sighted, helpless mailman, you know, poor old Virgil, ended up with a treat for him this week too. Old Nan insisted Nelson take Virgil with him. Yeah, she told Nelson he was her personal assistant. 
That's right. That's one way of putting it. In other words, someone to carry her broomstick for her. <laughs> so there was no escape for Nelson. You know, he's the black sheep of the family anyway, and four days of misery. Well, he was delighted. <laughs> A lawyer anyway. We have absolutely nothing to chat about. Yeah, to be honest, I have no need for a fancy high-priced lawyer or any of that cryptocurrency either. After all, I have enough trouble stretching out my dollar bills to buy everything I need right now. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Anyway, thinking of hideous nightmares like me rather bizarre family, I'm still having these really weird dreams. Yeah, they've returned with a vengeance like never before. Add to that, the weirdest ones always seem to arrive when I'm having a nice nap but never in bed. This time, though, I was resting up in my comfy armchair, daydreaming about the wife. But before you think otherwise, facially paralysed with an overdose of Botox. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, when I drifted off into a troubled nap, I, I found me life struggles always seemed to manifest in me dreams. This time, I was in court, and Nelson Natami brother was suing me. Yep. Well, actually, he was representing Elsie, and the complaint was my buying her too small a microwave oven and her losing excessive weight by not being able to eat properly. <laughs> well, you can tell immediately that this was a dream. Oh, dear. <laughs> I suppose the worst part was when I tried to speak. See, I couldn't, no. So in all common sense, I looked towards me defence lawyer and there, sitting in the chair next to me, was me farm dog, young Clay. <laughs> Slobbering all over the evidence. I then heard the judge banging her gavel to bring order. And she just kept on banging. Bang, 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 yep. I woke up to watch the real nightmare, yeah. The wife, Elsie, banging the new microwave door over and over. Yeah, trying to shut it on more food than the little machine could take. So I guess the poor oven feels just like her mouth. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. On the other hand, still on the subject of bad dreams, me scruffy fam and ding-dang has been in a hurry to move out. Although, when I saw his equally scruffy trailer a few days ago, I thought the place was on fire. <laughs> but no, ding-dang was using this thing called a mould bomb fogger. Yep, it kills all the mould indoors. And ding-dang reckoned it had just appeared a few days ago. You know, likely story. <laughs> the mould, that is. Yeah. <laughs> so he wanted to put things right before moving, or should I say the landlord's in inspection. You know, he's probably going to lose a little deposit. Yeah. Trouble is, this thing just kills the mould. Yeah, it takes good old human hands and hard work to clean up the dead stuff. Oh, dear. <laughs> But despite that drama, I've still got an unforgettable little feature on my show, so here's Ding Dang's southern quote. I'm about as lost as last year's Easter egg. 
do. He reckons that he's as lost as an Easter egg in the real estate maze. Yeah, he's only got a few days before he's homeless as he hasn't found anywhere else to rent or buy even, yeah. To be honest, the average landlord would take one look at him and say something like, sorry, it's already taken. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Well, next up, I've got my latest segment for you, and it's called Ned's Sagacious Moment. Yeah, I might not be a serious old sage, but I've got time to think, and I like the idea of sharing my thoughts with you, my listeners. So moving on from farm life in general for a minute, I've spent a few hours this week questioning inflation. Mm. Yeah, I think it's the anomaly of our age, don't you? That's without the woes of things like modern-day cryptocurrency and those non-fungicidal tokens. Sorry, I mean fungible but from what i've heard fungicide might do a better job Mm. you know i think it's like going back to one of those crazy internet site puzzles again and believe me you can never get this one the right way up well saying that up is a word that comes to mind here isn't it yeah everything is always going up and never down inflation has got to be the biggest vicious circle ever invented by human beings it's up there with self flagellation actually (laughs) just as painful the only difference with the latter is you can stop hurting yourself when you choose (laughs) but you can't stop inflation can you no 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 when something goes up in price everything has to go up with it so wages fuel prices electricity bills groceries and everything in between and that means more inflation and guess what follows inflation yeah you got it more inflation hmm You know, it might be useful for beach balls, balloons and tyres, but it's pretty much useless for everything else, isn't it? Hot air brings nothing more but hot air. In fact, even chatting about inflation seems to cause more of it. So I think, you know, I'll leave it right there. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me blind neighbour, old Lonnie and nudist swinger, old Fred's home is still the hottest venue in North Florida for a swingers party every Saturday night. It's called Do You Know Fred? Sometimes I wish I didn't. (laughs) It's the same old thing every week. Bring a bowl, bring your wife and potluck dishes for the buffet. Fred mingles with like-minded swingers, also a highly potluck experience, and old Lonnie eats his way through bundles of free food, which this week included some of his home-cooked possum. (laughs) Another deliberate roadkill gift from Ding Dang. (laughs) Old Lonnie reckons that roadkill possum has the most tender meat. You know, I guess that's due to Ding Dang's super-wide mud-bogging traction (laughs) tyres. So, when Saturday finally rolled around, Fred told me this week's theme was the Tramps Party. Fred reckons his plan is to attract a more classy bunch of swingers. (laughs) And apparently swingers who dress like tramps are classy, yeah, by his standards. (laughs) 
Oh, well, he said it. Of course, Fred was hoping for a bunch of hot-looking women dressed like tramps, yeah, in the sexy sense, but no. Fred ended up with the old version of the word, yeah, a handful of guys dressed in clothes stolen from the parking lot charity dumpster. <laughs> oh, dear, not only did they look funny, they smelled funky too. Anyway, I headed home very quickly. <laughs> Well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. Me 95-year-old, rather old Nan, the miserable old crew herself, has a little feature on me show. Yeah, old Nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. <laughs> this time, old Nan remembers old Percy, the clay pipe maker, death. Yeah. That's a mouthful, all right, isn't it? <laughs> See, death is my old mother's maiden name and her family likes to announce it, diaf, to make it sound better. But as you know, by now I call him a death. So, back to old Percy, the clay pipe maker, death. Yeah, well, it's what you call an ancient art for sure. These smoking pipes have been made the same way for hundreds of years. But when a death is in charge, traditions fly out of the window. <laughs> The pipes are moulded from pressed clay, but when making the pipe, you put a wire through the middle to form the actual pipe, so the smoke can get from the tobacco bowl to your mouth, yep. Well, but it's just left just short of the bowl until the final part of its construction, see? But remember, a death always needs a drink in between meals and any kind of task. (laughs) Anyway, before finishing the little pipe, the wire is finally pushed through to the bowl. But Percy had a drink each time, and his pipes weren't quite pipes at all, were they? Oh dear, the tobacco burned all by itself. Yeah, it gave a new meaning to the phrase, suck it and see. (laughs) Yeah, see nothing. (laughs) I suppose there was a positive aspect to this story. It was a great way to give up smoking. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, that lovely, tiny old music means it's time again for me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few, and I feature them right here on me show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes, if it's really bad, you have to burn it. Middle of Road books go in the giveaway charity box, and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on the farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. <laughs> okay, then I've ended up with just one new book this time around, and it's just been published too, and it's called Understanding Cryptocurrency by More Cash the Third. Yep, jokingly known to most folks as totally misunderstood. <laughs> yeah, that's a big idea, really, that's right. I've already been confused on this subject by me lawyer brother, Nelson. Mm, added to that, more cash seems to have missed the boat, honey. A few weeks ago, everything was buoyant, and now it ain't. Yeah. But there's no stopping our author here. Oh, no, he's thinking about the bigger picture still, yeah. See, he reckons taking monetary control away from governments is a great thing, yeah. More so when you can only pay your crypto profit taxes with crypto money. Hmm. Trouble is, if you're in China, it's illegal anyway. And here in the US, the IRS does not accept crypto money. (laughs) 
you know, they do put you in jail for not paying your taxes. So uh, a bit of a dilemma there for our author. But uh, oh dear. But more cash reckons that Cuba and El Salvador have already made you know the cryptos into legal tender. I'm not saying anything else. And if you yearn to move to one of them countries, I'm sure you'll be in for a real winner. <laughs> I've decided to do something really interesting with this book, though. To lighten up my life, I'm giving it to me farman ding-dong. Yep, I already told him I'm thinking of paying his wages with cryptocurrency in the future. Uh, that confused him enough, but the book will be the icing on the cake. <laughs> By the way, don't forget me annual book awards coming up soon on the Ned Nat Show as I pass me humble judgment on over 100 books from last year. Add to that, unlike other awards and shows, I've decided to give an award for the worst book of the year. And there's already a short list of contenders. <laughs> to be precise, that's a short list of 100 books. Oh dear. <laughs> Well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts, so if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. I got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yep, me anomalies from around the world feature. This time we're visiting Cambodia and it's another tasteless, distasteful, revolting foodie one, another disgusting delicacy from around the world. Oh yeah. I'm talking about fried tarantula. <laughs> yep, it's the old spider coated with sugar and garlic, then deep fried. Yep, it's crunchy except for the mushy brown middle. Apparently they started eating spiders some years back when they had, you know, political troubles in the country there and, uh, you know, now they save them for the tourists. <laughs> Not to ward off starvation anymore, just for a laugh, I reckon. Yeah. I'd have to be more than just starving to even consider hairy legs, especially getting eight of them anywhere near my mouth. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling state. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. <laughs> Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manner. Just good old-fashioned manners. <laughs> so how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Nednat Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message. You have messages. Well, uh, Dad, this is Nigel Ponce calling you from England. Your brother Buck said he's taking a rain check. Yes, it does sound absolutely ridiculous. It doesn't even sound like the English language to me. Anyway, Ned, can you tell me what an 
You know, I just love the way he introduces himself on my voicemail. You know, it's like, as if I actually know someone else who sounds just like him. <laughs> anyway, let me translate it for you, Nigel. This time, Buck says he's taken a rain check. You know, of course, Nigel, you think Buck's deliberately confusing you. Well, this is a weird expression away. Add to that, I thought you always got wet weather over there in England anyway. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But a rain check means bucks putting something off until another time and believe me nigel buck has been putting things off for years <laughs> he's what the spanish would call a, a you know a manana man i suppose yeah <laughs> he's not only the world's worst procrastinator he's also just plain lazy <laughs> so nigel rain check or not i hope that makes some kind of sense to you <laughs> This is Ned Matter here with the Ned Matter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nedmatter.com. I headed over to me and Continent Political Commentator neighbour of Russia's Stonewall Jackson fan again this week to listen to the latest second-hand news from the right centre and all in very small instalments. Yep, with a weak bladder, Russia's always rushing off. Poor old mucker. <laughs> This time we got our latest feature from Rush again. It's called Rush Recalls, yeah. And he's not just talking about his hopes for the Democrats. No, he's looking back at past events. Oh dear. This time he reminds me of how he recalls something that I mentioned earlier. Yep, inflation. Yep, which he says in 1980 hit a record of 14.6%. Yeah. Add to that, interest rates managed to climb to a whopping 20%. Of course, Rush had to say the next bit, didn't he? The socialists were in power at the time. (laughs) Where would he be without them? Oh, well, that's Rush's blanket statement for everything he doesn't like, yeah. He forgot to mention, though, the 70s, you know, when folks were in power then. His folks were in power, actually, yeah. Some of the worst inflation in US history happened right back then, too. Oh, well, of course, he didn't really say that. See, there's not much happening with a one-sided debate anyway, is there? (laughs) Add to that, the downside, or maybe the upside in this case, is that he doesn't actually manage to finish much before he excuses himself again with that standard statement. That's right, it's a great excuse to bail on me early. Gotta go. Oh dear, rush. You've always gotta go. And flush. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit down. Oh, young Alice was in a happy mood when I visited this week here. Yeah. She ended up with an unusual animal do- adoption for a growing sanctuary. Yeah, a tarantula. Pet tarantula. Mm. Only this one's staying and there's no chance of it getting fried and eaten either. Yeah, this isn't Cambodia here, yeah, no. <laughs> Alice is a lifelong vegan and it's a great pet, apparently. It kind of looks after itself. All you do is throw in a few crickets from time to time. Sounds great, yeah. On the other hand, though, Alice did remind me of how I should take more notice of the wonders of nature and baffled me again with a really bizarre statement. 
right out of the blue too, you know. The dying dart frog displays colourful markings on its back to let predators know it's packed with poison. Mm. Yep, added to that, no two frogs look exactly the same. Whilst they show off this illusion, which is read by its enemies like a big stop sign. Mm. You know, that's funny to note, as old Nan goes around in ordinary old clothes, yeah, no warning whatsoever what's packed underneath yeah that's right true venom <laughs> anyway as always alice's coffee cake company was reliably nice <laughs> this is ned natter here with the ned natter radio show i am every wednesday but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com Hi lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, my listeners. Yep, I got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> First up, I got a call from Martin in Mumbai, yeah, that's over there in India, and he called me to remind me that it was the lunar year of the tiger. Hmm. Yeah, which is nice because young Alice reckons I was born in the year of the tiger too. But before you think I'm a bit naive, it wasn't this year. <laughs> Anyway, getting back to Martin's call. Apparently, in this year of the tiger, tigers are still under threat on the conservation front, which is not such good news, of course. My second item comes from Nola in Northampton. That's over there in the UK. She told me about this really interesting story she'd read about a survey of some adults over there and their regrets about getting some coins a tattoo. Oh dear, I've been waiting for this one but I have to relay it to you. <laughs> See, over 30% of men and 24% of women regretted getting someone else's name tattooed on them. <laughs> Add to that, 15% of women regretted the lower back tattoo yeah, and its current name, yeah. <laughs> and 20% of men weren't happy about tattoos on their forearms. Yeah, the worst part of the survey for me was that most folks didn't even spend more than a day considering getting one in the first place. Oh dear. <laughs> my final caller came right out of the blue. Yeah, Willie in Wyoming. He called me to tell me about something really odd. <laughs> A bioscience company is planning on creating elephant-mammoth hybrids for the Arctic. They reckon their woolly elephants will look just like the old mammals that have been extinct for 4,000 years. Oh well. Add to that, they reckon they could be a reality in less than 10 years. Oh dear, you know, this confused me, see, you know, shouldn't we be looking at saving and preserving the animals and plants we've already got and are losing every year? Not creating monsters from the past. After all, my mother-in-law's bad enough already. (laughs) This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Hey, dubious command agent, 50% is lining me up with a new ad this week and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> oh dear, he's been checking up on me features this week and slotted in another of his dubious clients. Anyway, so here goes. Now's the time to invest in art with NFTs. They're the way forward here at 
Here one minute, go on the next at Sales Inc. <laughs> we'll guide you through the maze of shopping with tokens. Yeah, we're here to make it that easy. One call and you'll be joining the scores of other buyers. We guarantee you'll have a unique digital asset with our You Buy It, We Burn It hard and fast guarantee. With us, you really get the best burn for your buck. <laughs> so go to our website today and browse our offerings in the NFT world at easybuyeasyburn.biz <laughs> and order the ultimate in one-of-a-kind art. But wait, we've got a special offering just for Nednat Show listeners. With every non-fungible purchase this month only, we'll send you our free t-shirt printed in the latest state-of-the-art invisible digital ink. Yep, nobody will know what it says and you can't beat a deal like that. So visit us today and remember our motto. There's one born every day and today's that day. <laughs> You know, I wasn't expecting that one at all. I assume the t-shirt says something like, I'm with this idiot, or more like, I am an idiot. <laughs> you know, away from me book review, I read up on all this crypto and NFT stuff. Believe me, if I was confused before, I'm even more confused now. It's like the digital version of a nasty old jigsaw puzzle with too much sky. Oh dear. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. And whichever way you dice it, we show is unpasteurised and unfiltered. But that's all me lovelies, and on that note, we better go. So until next time, remember, farmers are getting older, some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters, without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednatter.com. Yep, they're all safe use podcasts too. Add to that, there's me social media links. So come by and say hi. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again. And I hope you join me on the Ned Nat Show soon. So until then, keep a smile on your face. Think positive. And don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always green on the other side. It might just be a freeway. <laughs> Goodbye, me lovelies. <laughs>